Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Show up to work. Chuck Marlowe, greatest excuse ever for not making it to work. Sitting on the road, stuck. Was that real or were you in your drive? Did you ever make it in on Friday? First of all, as Martin was at home, probably on his third scotch, I was driving two hours to work and I got there about 5.30. Still put in a full day's work, of course. Zach did anchor the five. That being said, he did just give Charlie an idea. Next time there is a big snowstorm, just turn your car on in the driveway. Yeah, all the roads are a mess. I, I, I can't make it in. Look at look at this. It's a blanket white of snow. Let me tell you something. For all the people out there that complain about meteorologists, oh, they always roll up their sleeves. They always overblow it. How many people said, oh, this isn't going to be anything? So they're all on the roads. Of course, I actually had to go to work. Everybody else on the roads. Two thirty, three, four o'clock. What happened when you don't listen to the meteorologist? Because they told you three, four, five days ahead of time. My dad took him three hours to get home on Friday night. I tried to run. I tried to run an errand. I'm on Clayton Road. Skip here. I'm on Clayton. Road. No, actually, true story. <laughs> I was going to find. I was trying to find any store that might carry a sled or a saucer. Carson's like, Dad, we don't have a sled in the you garage. You don't have a sled? I did the same thing. They're Sold out everywhere. everywhere. Chuck has a newborn, though. Martin, you have an eight-year-old. How do you not have a sled like We've had them in the past. I can't tell you where they are. We probably used it to like do yard work, and it got covered in mud and broken half, or who knows. But huh. in the garage, no sled. So on Friday, now it's only 2.30, quarter to 3, starting to snow, starting to come down. I'm like, I got time. I can do this. I was on Clayton Road. I'm going west. Absolute parking lot. Cars are going off the road left and right. I'm in front of Queenie Park, where you've been to hold the hockey teams accountable recently. 100%. And there was a cop out there turning everyone around on Mason. He said, you can't get to Manchester. It's an ice rink. Everybody just turn around. So I was gone for about an hour and a half. I went a total of two miles and did not get the sled. Good use of your time. Saturday, I went out to get sleds as well. And no sleds at Target. No sleds at uh, just find an old Walmart. trash can. No, I, I borrowed the neighbor's sleds, like good neighbors do. A so, great sled campaign signs. If you have old ones that you pull out that you pulled out of your yard that are just sitting in your garage, like the cat un- unfold them off the metal and slide down. They literally go so fast. I called one uh, Ace Hardware store, and the guy said we're sold out. But if you want, I'll sell you a garbage lid. And he said it works just fine. Cousin John to the rescue, your neighbor. Cousin John said, we've got an extra sled. So Carson and I went sledding in Algonquin. I said, we didn't do any damage to the course, of course. It's wow. private, private property, no trespassing. But I used to caddy there, so I think I was grandfathered sure. in. I don't think of that's course. how it works. And if they stopped me, I was going to say, oh, yeah, I'm with the Connolly family, <clears throat> Justice family. Yes. I believe Greg Marisek is still a member there. 
And as part of the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame, I'm here with the Marisek contingents. But had a great time. Up and down. You got to go sled. Did you take Janie Mae sledding? We did. We have some really funny videos. I don't know if she really loved it that much, but it was a nice experience. We have a nice hill. At that age, it's about you, not her. Well, you're doing it because it's cute. No, she had a oh, really nice lots. snowsuit. Yeah, see, I thought she'd actually smile and have a good time. She had a little bit of a smile there. I think she didn't know what was going on. We only went down probably four times total, but uh, it was a great time. And I'll tell you what, business model wise, for the future, sleds buy every sled in town. Yes, throw them in the back of a truck and then just drive around neighborhoods. Say either Venmo me or give me cash and charge what triple. Wow. Double, triple? I'm telling you. Seriously. My, my sister, and, and they moved here from Canada. They've had sleds over the years. Everything was broken. She's calling me. Then she said she called Home Depot, and they were out every place, Academy Sports, every place, same idea, all out. But your video, was it viral? What what does viral mean? Cause you, is this Frank Opinion? What's going no, on now? What's it, what's it viral? It sounds like somebody's sick, Dan. Like, they got a virus? I don't know what qualifies as viral, but you had like 30,000 views, and you basically said, this will suffice as a sports game. I was kind of, did, did they play that? Because I was kind of hoping they would. They should have. They should have. That was funny. Instead, my mom texted me. Hey, Ma. I was, I was busy building the fire, and Are didn't have a chance. Are now building a fire? I didn't have a chance to watch the two Fox. I'm wow. Like, loyal viewer. Loyal don't viewer. even care about your own sports department. That was off. My mom texted me. <laughs> And said, why did Zach do the 5 o'clock sports and Charlie did the 6 o'clock sports? I'm like, what are you, Dan Season? What do you care? <laughs> hey, Ma, get out of the house for a little bit. She was very concerned about that. Seems and I like said, everyone else in the sports department was pulling their weight on Friday, except for... I was home. Time. I'd made all the staffing decisions I could do. Oh, yeah, put out the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always the same, by the way. So give me... Paint the... <laughs> Paint the picture for me. You went from where to where. All right, here's what happened. By the way, I did get to Fox 2 at 5.30. I could have done the sports that hits at 5.52, but Zach also, it took him two hours to get in, coming from the other direction. So basically, I think I left my house right around a little before 3.30. I get to, uh, on Manchester, and I get to Limburg very quickly. No problem there. The second I get to Limburg, it's just parking lot. And I would say every 50 yards, there'd be one car in one of the lanes that was stalled. So basically, everybody had to shift over. Somebody gets out and has to push this one person. And then when you shift over, 40 yards ahead, somebody else is stalled. And yeah, it took me basically, I think my drive is about 9 or 10 miles. And it took me two hours. And it was basically probably an hour and 45 minutes just on Limburg. You get a little stir crazy, don't you? I started yes. thinking in the car, I'm like, what do I have for supplies? Like if I honestly had to park on the road and be stuck for hours and hours. I'm not sure if my dad wants me to mention this, but I will anyways. Um, he got stuck about three hours going from O'Fallon to my parents live near Queenie Park, actually off Weidman. Um, usually about a half hour. He had to use a, uh, a Tupperware container because he had to pee ah, on, on the trip. I'm sure he's glad you shared that. Yeah. He podcasts, so he'll, he'll probably call me later tonight. Why'd you mention that? It was brutal, but I think... <laughs> We've all been there. No, yes. I, like, I would have done the same thing, probably. I support that. Yeah. Kenny Wallace, like, that's fine. That's why you got Kenny probably PVC. does it. I do that every Kenny day. Kenny probably does it just driving around. Correct. has nothing to do with the snow. <laughs> I think he was out of town this weekend, but he would have been fun in the snow doing weird stuff on video. But I think he was in Vegas or... Eh, something like, 
But the meteorologists did their job, and I think people listened. I think the problem is everybody was trying to get home early. Yes. At three o'clock, and all it takes is a couple of people who have a you know aren't skilled at a little bit of snow because it wasn't that much snow, but cars were left and right spinning out. I think everybody did listen to the warnings, but you couldn't get home early enough. You don't get you get the people who don't take the necessary precautions while driving in the snow. They still try to go sixty five on the highway, and you can't really do that. You gotta gotta be a little cautious, a little conservative while driving when it's snowing. I'll give you that though, because I do think let's say if you work bankers' hours, and you leave two hours early, or you leave at let's say two thirty, three o'clock. You still got smoke there. You basically had to leave at noon because yeah. we do the show twelve to one. I went and worked out right at, right here at Gold's Gym, and I'm looking out, and you just started to see the snow just starting to come down. So if you left work right then twelve thirty one one thirty, you were probably good. But if you waited another hour and a half, you're screwed. Really, like two two thirty is when like the backlog began. So to their credit, they were right. This was a big storm. I don't know if it ended up top 10. doesn't matter. Now we're back at it, Chuck. We would never miss out. I don't care how many hours it takes to get here. We would be here for you. 100%. Did you do the ruler thing in your backyard? Because I did. My parents had a pint glass. Okay. <laughs> I got Saturday. Well, it's handy if you got to take a leak, okay? 100%. In a pinch. On Saturday, we had nine inches. Nine inches solid in our backyard. That's a lot of snow. And I think you got a little more, right? Saturday day, Saturday night, a little bit of I think the airport, sleet almost. Airport's always the official. It was 11 point something or other. Mm. What did you do Friday night? Were you on the air with sports? How'd they even have time for that? What, were, what did you even talk about? Yeah. No, I'm serious because everything was canceled. Like even all, <laughs> all local, the college teams, the Mizzou got snowed out. They had to push their game back. Well, that's news right there. Your news that's is news. the update Thanks, John. of what's going on with Mizzou basketball. Tell everybody the high school basketball games are canceled. You had the big win the night before. For Winnington, oh, you could yeah. kind of preview Saturday's game for the Blues. We always have all kinds of angles and local features to get to. Did they have pizza? They did, did not have pizza, which bothered guys me. Care about? They walk into the newsroom and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna have uh, food and stuff since you know we're snowed in at work." <laughs> but look, I would say what 40, 50 people maybe at Fox Two stayed in hotels nearby. Because they had to get back to work the next day, or they didn't want to drive home that night. How was the drive home for you, Chuck, on Friday? The drive home was fine. Okay. Most people were shutting her down. And I drove home probably at uh, midnight, and maybe it was 10 minutes longer than normal on Friday night. All right. The uh, story of the day, Blues playing at the Capitals. Caps. And the story about the Blues is always about who's in goal. And adding to the intrigue was the confusion today. Chris Kerber was on as he is every game day, brought to you by Petromart, and said it's going to be Jake Allen. I was driving in. Frank was talking to Curbs, and I was like, here we go again. Here we go again. And then Jim Thomas said, no, it's going to be Bennington. Then we got really confused slash excited, trying to sort through it. Jim Thomas said it was just a mistake. It is Jake Allen. So there was no real confusion. The Blues are going with Jake Allen. The only theory I have is the one that they won't announce, is that they assume they'll lose tonight. They hope to beat the Islanders tomorrow, so they fear if they're going to lose anyway, might as well give Jake a start. Otherwise, there's no real rationale because Bennington, Charlotte, see, he's played three games and he's lost all three, right? Correct. Like Not very five good. goals in each game. He's been terrible. The yes. NHL hasn't honored him in any way. Nope. Okay. Actually, no, no. It's the opposite. He's 3-0. and Even calling him Losington, actually, he's because he's given up so poorly. Two goals in three games. Uh, the Blues are in such good shape playoff-wise they can afford to give games away. Is that correct? Listen, I've said this last week, and I will continue with this. 
I'm actually fine. You have to give Jake one of these back-to-backs. I disagree. Why not play the kid both games? I just don't think you do that. Why and not? I think, look, I, I think it's easier on Bennington as well. I would play Bennington in every single game that is not a back-to-back until he has like three bad games in a row. But I'm actually okay with them playing Jake Allen in either the front or the back end of a back-to-back. But the guy that's won three in a row just played the other night. He's had a day off in between. Wouldn't you come back to him tonight? Wouldn't he be the first guy up? Who's your best your best chance to win tonight? Who's your goalie? Who's your best chance to win? But are you taking into account tomorrow? Because my, my greater point is Allen should get one of these two games. That's all I care about. Why? So so coaching wise, because I just I don't think Bennington needs to play every single game and a bunch of back to backs. I just I don't think you see that very much in hockey. And he's a young guy. I think it's easier on him as he's kind of acclimating himself to have Allen get one of the back-to-backs. But give Bennington every other game. If they have days off, give him every other game until he fails. I just don't get that. I really don't. I think tonight you're trying to win. Who's your best chance to win? It's the goalie that's been winning games. And then if he plays great tonight, I'll play him tomorrow. And if he sucks tomorrow, then I'll take him out, put Jake in to relieve him, and then go back to the kid again on Thursday. I just don't get it. Blues, by the way, they're trending up. But they've won 6 of 10. That's not exactly a torrid stretch. Playoff percentages right now, I would say, even though they have improved incrementally, maybe over the last month, I bet they're still at about 5%. Oh, playoff percentages? Like playoff chances. Percentage. Oh, no. It. I'm going to say it's it's probably about 17 to 18%. No. To make the playoffs? Last week, wasn't it about 13 21.5%. Yeah, man. The don't blue? sell them Why short. The They're blues? like five points out. Oh. If, they, if they win tonight and Minnesota loses at Philly, probably not likely, they're three points back of a playoff spot. We got a chance, baby. Here's what we need to do, though, because you bring up so a great Jake question. Will play well, question mark. But here's what we need to do. Let's get a goalie on, somebody that's played in the NHL, to talk about back-to-backs, because I'd really like to know. To me, it kind of seems like it's the, the catcher – day game after a night game scenario. I know sometimes you can do it, but I'd, I'd like to get a goalie on to say, next day, how tired are you in the second game of a back-to-back? Because I'm okay with them playing Allen for one of these games in the back-to-back. And I understand that is the rationale. It's not it, If they did have a game tomorrow night, I would think it would be Bennington again, even though they have these weird hockey theories. I still think in that case, yes. Then I would play the hotter hand tonight because I want to win tonight's game. I'm not worried about tomorrow's game. But in the back of their minds, they're probably thinking, well, Jake did beat the Caps 10 days ago, and we're probably going to lose to them anyway, so we might as well get that out of the way. What if he, that's what Barubi said. What if they just said, well, we think we're going to lose today, so we'll start the bad goalie. Let me just ask you guys, which one do you think we have a better chance of winning, Islanders <laughs> or Caps? Okay, we're going to probably lose tonight, so let's get it out of the way. Let's keep the hot hand for tomorrow. Understand? And maybe that's what's being said behind closed doors. Well, look, what if you have, you're, you're playing the defending Cup champs, High-scoring offense, you know what can happen when those guys get hot and OV all of a sudden, hat-trick and all that. Maybe you're saying, look, what if we put Bennington out there, all of a sudden he gets shelled, his confidence gets shaken a bit. Let's, uh, I don't want to say throw Allen to the Wolves, 
but maybe that's what it is. You got to take one for the team. But also, Jake Allen has a chance to prove himself. Go out and win this game, and you'll get more opportunities. So this is this is like when sometimes in baseball, like say the night before, the the bullpen had to throw like seven innings of the game one extras, and the start of the next day is getting rocked. But you just got to eat it. Got to eat. He's it. pulling a Randy Chote basically. That he's time, have to eat. Randy Chote had to pitch like three innings and gave up nine runs. And, and his ERA runs. never recovered yes. for his whole career. This is his Randy Chote game. Blues caps tonight. They're in New York to face the Islanders tomorrow, then Boston on Thursday. A busy stretch. You'll hear the curb report every day with Frank leading up to those games uh, that night. Billikens win over the weekend. They were in LaSalle. They're going to play Fordham tomorrow. Chance to get to 4-0 and in conference. Slew is sort of the team we were hanging our hat on to be the winning team during this winter season. Mizzou's going to have their lumps. They're 0-2 in the SEC, but Slew so far finding a way to get it done. 3-0 since the Cartier-Gordon exit, a lot of people are probably wondering how would they respond to that? Would they still be able to win games? You've win in Fordham. You're 4-0, Chuck, heading into a conference game on Friday night. Good for the Bills. Finding a way. Gritty. The only- Grinding out wins. And look, the A-10, I know that Cartier-Gordon not being on the team certainly hurts their NCAA chances, and if they were to make it to make a run, but look around the A-10. The league is down. Mm-hmm. To think that SLU could not still win this league, I think you're uh, you're selling them short. Only major disappointment is uh, with Earl Austin. Where's the food updates? I told him on the road. The Earl time updates are blowing up, right? People love the videos. 100%. Found this out. People love video updates, and Earl has owned it with the prep reports. He's missing tonight, I guess, on Monday, Mid- Mid-States Monday. He's missing out. But I asked him on the road to do some food updates. Philly, New York. Don't you think this is... He did a, a whole food review for the holiday tournament. Hospitality room. Hospitality room updates, And people love that. Which is also very funny. I, we were saying it'd be great right now. Get Earl and, and Rammer to send some random New York pizzeria just eating New York-style pizza and yelling about whatever they want. I'm going to text him right now. Who but here's the issue. That? But here's the issue. Earl's doing a great job with the Earl Time Updates. Hashtag Earl Time Updates. He's getting local sponsors, right? Yes. So, But if he's going to Philly and New York... I don't think he's going to get the Philly cheesesteak place and the New York pizzeria. No, but the local... So he needs to to figure out a way to get the St. Louis sponsor to watch the Philly video about the cheesesteaks and the steak oh, fries. Is there a Philly cheesesteak place in St. Louis? Is there uh, this Racanelli's that serves New York style pizza? So hey, you want to eat pizza just like this? You go to Racanelli's. But it doesn't matter who the sponsor is. If his New York pizza piece gets a lot of hits, that the local sponsor gets their viewership. That's so, true. Doesn't matter. Good point. What's wrong, Earl? Very disappointed. Uh, football talk as well. We said we're a Saints city this week. Norm Sanders pointing it out. Teron Armstead, the left tackle for the Saints from Cahokia. Cahokia. Listen, <coughs> I've wanted the Saints to win the Super Bowl for a couple weeks. I did place for a, a nice. Reasons. Well, no, actually, for several reasons. Yes, I did place a nice bet. Futures bet uh, plus two. I have two of them. Plus two twenty-five. Plus two fifty on the Saints to win the Super Bowl. Can you mention this in your coverage this week on Fox Two? But look. Hey, I like their chances to win two games at home. We'll see if they can beat the Rams. And then another indoor game for the Super Bowl if they get there. We know about Drew Brees playing indoors over the course of his career. I also just think they're their most complete team. I know the first quarter was really bad against the Eagles, but uh, you have Tron Armstead. Of course, you have all of us rooting against the Rams. And then again, on a personal note, the Saints are like Ohio State's pro team. They have, I think, six or seven Ohio State Buckeyes. They have... I think five or six starters from Ohio State. Best players in the game, other than Drew Brees, Lattimore, Ohio State, Michael Thomas, Ohio, Ohio State. State. Ted Ginn is still playing. Is he still with <laughs> Eli Apple. Okay. You have Kurt Coleman at safety, 
and Von Bell as well. Chuck, so, I was going to say, I wrote down earlier, are the Saints Buckeyes South? No, they really are. If and this you, is Ohio State, are they kind of due for like a, a lackadaisical 31 to The Purdue game? Yes, the Iowa game. That's a great point, actually. <laughs> but that you're watching that game, and I was confident, but... Actually, the one team I didn't want to see them play was the Eagles. I was hoping if the Bears won, I believe they would have played the Cowboys then. And I'm like, Nick Foles right now. The Eagles have nothing to lose. You're watching that game. And Drew Brees throws a pick early like that. And then they get down 14 zip, whatever it was. But uh, they locked it down in the last three quarters. All right, if you're an NFL team and Nick Foles is a free agent, how confident are you? That he's that same guy. There seems to be a little Philly magic for Nick Foles. Are you confident that he could go somewhere else and be as good as he's been with the Eagles? I, I don't know. I keep waiting for midnight to strike. God bless him. Nice guy. It's been an unbelievable run. Winning quarterback. Super Bowl MVP. I just don't know if I can buy it. Like next year, if you need to win in the NFL, is he your guy? Can I sell you on that? There's a lot of tape. There's a lot of numbers. But... For some reason, I just, I, I think if I'm Philly, I keep him. Can you trade Wentz? I think I might for the next couple of years. What could you get back for Wentz? Wentz is going to get just hurt a again. haul. You would think. I got to say, it's a tough call because Nick Foles right now gives you a pretty good chance to win for some reason. Now, if he goes somewhere else, I'm not buying it. Yeah, that's the thing. It just seems like we've seen this before, where you have the backup quarterback that goes on a run for four or five games, and then he gets the big deal. The guy I always think of is Scott Mitchell. I know it's years ago, but I remember the, the Lions gave him a nice deal after he came in and, and played for Dan Marino. This is years ago. I just feel like that always happens, where you pay the guy, you say he's our starter, and it just never happens that same way. I could see that kind of with the Redskins. If you're the Redskins... I mean, is Alex Smith going to be able to play next year? Oh, I hope not. And, God. I mean, his, I mean his, for his sake. Right. His injury was just gruesome and all that. And if you don't have a quarterback of the future, even if you were to draft a quarterback this year that you don't want to play immediately, wouldn't a Nick Foles type be that perfect stopgap? But I agree with you. I feel like if he goes anywhere else, he's not going to be good. And I have, I have no reason to say that. I just feel that way. Actually, there are some statistical backing with the Eagles. And this is just regular season, not even counting his great postseason last year. On route to the Super Bowl with the Eagles, he's twenty-one and eleven. He has a, a completion percentage just under sixty-three percent. Fifty-eight touchdowns, twenty-three picks. With everyone else, Rams and Chiefs, he's five and seven. Completion percentage of under fifty-eight percent. Ten TDs, ten picks. There is a there is kind of a clear delineation between Foles as an Eagle and Foles as someone else. Wouldn't every NFL scout or executive say you got to go with Wentz? Wouldn't yes, that be the their blank? Guy. But then you think about, is there something going on here where this guy is just a good fit for what we have right now? And Wentz was great last year. Probably would have won the MVP if he doesn't get hurt. But then when he came back this year, he wasn't that good. And maybe it's because he was still hurt, but he really wasn't that good. And for whatever reason, I think it's it's so crazy for us to see this happen as St. Louis sports fans because we really did see Nick Foles at his absolute worst where... He didn't even look like an NFL quarterback in 2015. And what, they replaced him with Case Keenum? And this is before Case Keenum was actually a quarterback that was doing good things in the NFL. Nick Foles 
all due respect, was horrible here. So to see what he's doing in Philly is pretty amazing to me. Midday Grind brought to you this hour by Offenberg Hyundai. That's O'Fallon, Illinois. On the web, it's OffenbergHyundai.com. They still have some great deals unloading vehicles, the 2018s. Check them out online or stop by in person. Highway 64, we're talking about, well, unless it's a snowstorm, okay? It's about 10, 15 minutes from downtown St. Louis. Easy to get to. And if you're in the market for a new vehicle, make sure you get it from the right dealer. We're talking about customer satisfaction before during and after the sale. That's what the Offenberg name brings. And when it's Hyundai, it's award-winning cars with great gas mileage. You've known about it for years. North American Car of the Year, the Elantra, the Genesis. Great vehicles, great service. It's Offenberg Hyundai. And if you need a pre-owned vehicle, always a great selection on the lot. OffenbergHyundai.com. Chuck, there's still more to get to, okay? More to get to. A lot to get to. Big weekend of snow and sports. And I just wonder, and I think it's a fair question, when we talk about the Rams, I think, and I make sarcastic comments regularly. Never. But with the Rams, I've tried to scale it back a little bit about being too butthurt about them being good. I think that... You are a rude, terrible person. That's twice now you've used the term butthurt. Where did you learn that from? Well, people, I think that's what I've seen people say. The kids. Carson said it one day. Martin's like, I like that term. Martin's about, complaining about the Rams, and Carson said, Dad, stop being butthurt. And I that's feel like that, that phrase gets thrown out at the St. Louis media, and that's used as a term a lot, saying you guys get over it kind of thing. And we've been over it. The fact that they're a win away from the Super Bowl has sort of stirred up the ghosts stirred up some raw emotions. But I do try not to overdo it, even on Twitter, and just because I and I'm wondering what the fatigue is. And you can text in at 855-282-8255. Are you over it to the point where you don't even care if they win or lose on Sunday? I think most people, eh, I'd rather they lose, but maybe it doesn't mean a lot to you. Like I'm not gonna be on the edge of my seat. Oh, fumble, please, please lose. But I think the people there are people that are still in that camp. Let's talk about it, Chuck. After this break, okay? I got a, I got a hot take on this. Hot all right, good. you're gonna want to stick take. around. Ah, it's gonna melt the snow. Hot toddies, hot takes. Next, midday hot grind, five nine of the fan.